Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. This week, we'll be talking about friendship. When you hit your 20s, friendships change so much. People move away, they fall in love, and suddenly you're left with a much smaller circle. So, how do you make new friends in your 20s? We don't have all the answers, but we're going to chat about our experiences. Let's get into it. So we're going to start with our crisis and win of the week. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So my crisis of the week, um, I just feel like I've just got some, I've just been having itchy feet recently and not literally. Uh, <laughs> I just. Do you mean cold feet? No. No, cold feet's like when you run away from a wedding, isn't it? Cold feet's about just not being sure. No, I feel like, it, no, I've, no, 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 it's different. It's different. I have itchy feet. Mm. I feel like because Nelson and I are like, Finally, like, making plans to actually move overseas. I just, like, want to do it now, even though I know, like, that's not practical. We still have to save money. We still have to, like, organize everything. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm excited about my business. and There's a lot going on with my business. And I'm really scaling that up, which I'm really excited about. But at the same time, I'm like, I just want to go somewhere and do something new, you know? So it's like my crisis. It's a little bit, like, random. It's, like, such a first world problem, obviously. But that's just how I've been feeling recently. I'm just like, I just want to go <laughs> run free. <laughs> Get the wind in my hair. Wonderlust. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so itchy feet. Um, <laughs> so that's my crisis. Um, my win of the week, I kind of had two. But I quit my job that I hated. Woohoo! Which is very exciting. Um, it was very chill to quit. I feel like, yeah, I did it since the last time I recorded this podcast. And then I since had my last day. So that's good. Um, it was very chill. They literally were like, yeah, council's not for everyone. And I was like, cool. And everyone was really supportive of me because um, I was really stressed about having to like go in and confront the awkwardness. Now I'm really re-energized and refocusing on my business. I'm going to scale it up. So I'm good. Um, and then also I feel like I've been like another win I feel is like I've been just getting really excited about my career for the first time ever. I feel like when I was in high school and uni and like I was just kind of like oh yeah like this is what I want to do like but I never really felt like excited about it and I wasn't really taking like practical steps to like do things to get there and now I feel like in my head I'm making like I don't want to say a five-year plan because that's probably a little bit too long but like a three-year plan right. I'm just like I'm, I'm and I'm taking steps to like get to where I know that I want to be I feel like it's kind of like a thing I'm like okay I'm gonna like move overseas and like keep working on the things I want to work on and then when I come back to Australia because we're only going to go for like a year or something, I like know what I want to try to get into. And I'm really excited about it. I feel like it's weird. I feel like I've never really felt sure about my career or what I was doing. I was just kind of like fucking around and finding out and just doing whatever. But now I'm like, no, nope, I know what I want to do. Even, like not necessarily like my dream job, but like what I want to do for the moment. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Amazing. Yeah. Some big wins. I know. What's Thank your you crisis of win in the week, Rach? Uh, my crisis is I just have no money once again. <laughs> well, coming back from Japan, so I took unpaid leave, so I had two weeks without pay. And then obviously in Japan, I spent a lot of money. Um, so yeah, big dip in the savings. And then, yeah, I've made some changes though. Like I'm setting up my savers in up and I have, you know, doing my roundups. So, you know, the rounds up your purchase to the dollar and transfers into your savings. But yeah, there's been a couple of times this week where my card has just straight up declined. Oh no. <laughs> so I was at the coffee shop at work um, and I got a muffin because I was like starving and then my card declined and I couldn't transfer money because I've like my savings account, I've put a lock on it. No, what? So you lock yourself out. Rachel. <laughs> so I was like to the barista, I can't pay for this. And then the manager saw me and he's just like, you can have it for free. 
because I come into there a fair bit. So I got a free muffin, which was really nice. But it was like, oh, God. (laughs) I was was trying to explain to them. I was like, I've locked myself out of my bank. But on purpose. (laughs) On purpose. I tried to make it seem like it wasn't my fault. Wait, how do you lock yourself out? There's a feature on Up, so the bank, where you can lock your savings account. You can unlock it, but it takes three hours. No! It's meant to stop, like, impulse purchasing, right? right? Which, to be fair, my muffin probably was an impulse Ah. purchase, but I was really bloody hungry. Yeah, then you got for free. Hell yeah. That's a win. (laughs) Yeah, that was was quite nice, but it was a bit humbling. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) To not be able to afford a muffin. Thanks for a good story, though. (laughs) That was okay. Um, another financial drain has been, is also my win. They're kind of connected. So I'll jump to that. Um, my win is I adopted a cat. Rachel gave birth and is now a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, I've written in our notes. I went into labor and gave birth to a furry son. Um, yeah, he does feel like my son. I feed him and I train him and I give him enrichment and I clean his litter and I comfort him, and yeah, his name is Mingus. Okay. He is right behind us. He is. I've just met him, and he's so cute. He's super cute. He is a tabby cat. Um, he's just adopted from the lost dog's home. Looks like a little tiger. He's a little tiger. He's a little man. He's asleep at the moment. He's super cute, and I love him, and it's really nice having a pet and hanging out, but he's a lot of work, like just getting him settled into the house, and he's really clingy. Like, he follows me everywhere I go. He likes to sit directly on my chest, um, which is cute but kind of annoying when you're trying to work. You're in your mother era. I am. I I am mother. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's he's expensive. I've bought him all these toys and he just completely ignores. His favourite toy is a hair tie and a knitted worm. <clears throat> um, yeah, he's got no interest in any of the things I've spent money on. Um, bought him a very expensive cat tower that he kind of just sniffs and doesn't really <laughs> play on, so that's fun. Wow, um, I'm a grateful child. Yeah, so that's my life at the moment. Wow. Cat mum life. No, it's great. I've always wanted a cat, and it's really nice. That's very exciting, and he is very cute. He's a cute. He is a baby. All right, so now we're getting to our topic of the week, um, is how to make new friends in your 20s. We just thought this was... Very topical. I feel like we've been thinking and talking a lot lately about how, you know, friendships really change in your 20s a lot. Um, And it also is much harder to make friends in your 20s. Like once you leave, like once you leave like university, how the heck do you meet new people? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we've got to break the fourth wall here a bit and that this is our friends who listen. I know, which is very funny. Like we love you all, obviously. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like it's. You can't just have the same friends forever. Oh, my God. We're not replacing you. That's- if we say something that you think is about you, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have really shit friends. You just want to replace them all. Yeah. Um, no, obviously not. No, I just feel like I, do, I, I think, like, it's healthy to always, like, be making new friends and meeting new people. Um, yeah. You know, like. You can't just be friends with the same people you were friends in high school forever. Like you, you Some people are. You can be friends with people you were friends with in high school forever, but you should also make new friends, you know. Actually, I feel like this feels really judgy. Like, I don't want to tell people they have to make new friends because you don't have to. But I don't know. I feel like, okay, you don't have to make new friends. I'm just going to premise this. You don't have to make new friends. But if you feel like you want to make new friends, 
I feel like the moment for me, I am working for myself. So I spend like all day by myself working. So like I don't have that opportunity like that you have in a job where you like met, you make become friends with the people you work with and then you meet new people because new people come into the workplace and things like that. Like I don't have that right now. So I think I'm really trying, that's why I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm trying to fill that void and being like, okay, I want to make friends, but I don't have that in the work capacity. So I'm trying to be like, okay, how can I make friends other ways? I am part of like this women's business networking group, but like I only do things virtually with them maybe once a month. So like that's like they're really nice people and stuff, but that's not exactly like IRL friends. <laughs> um, so I've just been thinking about it a lot lately. I'm like, okay, how the heck do I make new friends when I'm not in a workplace? But even at work, I think it's really hard to make friends because work is – you get people from all walks of life. You do. But I think it's like there's more of an opportunity there to connect with people. Like even if they're not like your bestie, like just like they can just be your acquaintance. Like, you know, that chance to connect with people and relate to them about things and potentially go to the pub after work to have beers. Yeah. I don't know. I I think friends is different to coworkers because like I will hang out with coworkers of any age. I'm not going to hang out with them outside work. Yeah, okay, fair. Well, I feel like in my last full-time job, like, I definitely feel like I was, like, friends with most of my coworkers because they were all, like, quite my a young age. Workplace. Yeah, they were all, like, my, like, similar age to me and we all have very, like, similar, like, interests and stuff. So I think that was it. So I, I think it obviously depends on your workplace. Like, the job I just had for, like, six mm. weeks, I was like, yeah, none, I'm not going to be friends with any of these people. They're just going to be my acquaintances. Yeah. But I think that workplace gives you that opportunity to be friends with people. And I don't think – being friends with someone means you have to hang out with them outside of work, like necessarily. Like they can just be your work friend. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think I see sort of work friends as if we talk outside work. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the last place I worked at was I were really friendly young people hanging out, and then yeah, they weren't my friends because mm. when I got sacked, they didn't reach out to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was like a lesson for me. It's yeah. sort of I thought we were friends, and <laughs> if you guys listen, <laughs> no, they didn't know about the podcast and they wouldn't listen. But yeah, that was like a bit of a lesson. So I feel like I'm a bit, and also this new workplace I'm at is very corporate, and I don't see myself making friends who I would hang out with outside of work fair, there. That's fair. I don't know if this is relevant. Yeah, so I feel like we really just jumped straight into like work friend vibes, but I guess like. The question is, Rachel, do you feel like, do you want to make new friends right now? Oh, I toss up between it. I'm very much of the minds, I don't know, I don't feel particularly sentimental with friendships, I suppose. Like, some people are friends with people they went to kindergarten with or they'll go to a school reunion. <laughs> My school friends listening. <laughs> I like doing the whole breaking the fourth wall thing. I have no interest in that. I don't see the basis of a friendship being shared uh, experiences necessarily. I think you do have to have some shared experiences, mm. but like I have no interest in attending a school reunion. I don't consider the people from school friends unless I am actively friends with you and yeah. I'm actively friends with you because I like you. Fair. So in that sense, I don't want more friends, but then sometimes I am lonely. We all get lonely mm. and it's like a Friday night and I'm at home and I see on Instagram people hanging out. And I'm like, oh, maybe if I had a higher number of friends, I would not be feeling lonely right now, mm. which I don't think is true. No, of course not. But no, you're right. Like, everyone obviously feels like lonely sometimes. I think social media exacerbates that because you can be like, 
oh, look, there's my friends hanging out without me or whatever. Um, and that I feel like that's not like that. It, like I think it's really good to have alone time um, sometimes. And then yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> no, like alone and lonely is super different. Different, but I think like social media has really like changed friendships in that way where it's like you know you can I feel like you can see someone's life I feel like I'll see someone living their life on social media I'll be like oh my god how they have so many friends how they have so much time to like maintain all these like friendships with people and like have time and like oh my god they just have so many friends and I'm just like oh my god I'm so inadequate compared to them like I just don't have as many friends as them and rah 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 and I feel like but that's not accurate those those kind of people you know like they maybe just over post on social mm. media when they are hanging out with people but maybe they are actually just really lonely like uh, in other times and stuff like that yeah yeah I mean I don't post every single time I do something no so do I feel like I have enough friends I think it depends on how I'm feeling yeah sometimes I get into super anti-social moods and then sometimes all I want to do is socialize I, I struggle to have a middle ground so yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I feel like yeah, the question of, like, do you feel like you have enough friends? I think like, – I, I just don't think quantity matters at the end of the day. Like, no. like, quality is definitely the most important. But I do also feel like – I do feel like a lot of my friendships have been, like, especially – like, COVID impacted a lot of my friendships. Like, a lot of people I used to be friends with and, like, just didn't, like, super keep up with them during COVID. Like, a bit, but then, like, after COVID, just, like – I don't know. Yeah, I just, like – dropped off with him a bit or like you know friendships change during COVID like especially because I'm just like not very good at like messaging which we've definitely spoken about in this podcast <laughs> so like doing that long distance like thing with everyone I found really challenging I think it really impacted all my friendships and I think I never used to feel insecure about friendships and how many friends I have but I think since COVID I, I do because I've like lost like friendships you know I think I had the opposite experience I really enjoyed spending time with my friends online in COVID but I quite like being online. Um, yeah, me and some of my old work friends, I'm saying work friends, this is when I worked at Coles. So that was a very different way yeah. to make friends because we're all just like, you know, Coles sucks, retail sucks. I think that kind of bonds you. Yeah. Um, we played Club Penguin together yeah, online and that, that was really fun. Um, like we would play like a uh like Jackbox and like Among Us and stuff like that. Like I really liked playing online games and I definitely missed that. Like I felt like I was closer to my friends. Like there was some days like every single weeknight we would play you weren't really did you do that much? Playing yeah, games? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, like I loved doing like that. at least once a week. I really enjoyed it too, it was really fun. Yeah, I found that so much easier to do than sort of going out because I don't like sometimes I don't want to like go pick an outfit and go like to another location and drink and get drunk and be hungover and yeah I don't like that like I kind of I would be so fine now to just play games online yeah fair. <laughs> yeah I would quite like that and I think it's a really good way to like have a chat and kind of catch up while doing an activity and then without the effort of having to go there true I don't know I really liked it I found that I was in touch with a lot of friends during COVID. But, well, I was living alone for one point. So I made a really conscious effort to, like, FaceTime people. Yeah. Um, me and some friends as well, we did, like, exercises together. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was something I consciously did, which I don't put as much effort into now because I have, like, those incidental interactions mm. with people, like futsal. Or, but I should, I should put more conscious effort into socialising. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it, yeah, I feel like... 
like, you know how they say, like, oh, you know, relationships take work. Like, I feel that that definitely also includes friendships. Like, you have mm. to put in the effort. Yeah, I feel like it's also, like, those friendships where, like, sometimes you you feel like you're the only one putting in effort and then you're like, like, do I want to bother with this? But I don't know. Sometimes, like, people are just not those kind of people to, like, reach out and organize things. So there's, like, definitely friendships where I'm like, yeah, I'm always the one reaching out. But I don't know. I think that's kind of fine. Yeah, I think my caveat with what I said before um, was that also I had quite, like, a stable job during COVID, mm. which, like, helped me, like, mentally. I was kind of – you know, I'm sure your experience is way more common of, like – you know, drifting apart during COVID yeah. and struggling with that. Yeah. 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 Just want to yeah, you know, acknowledge my <laughs> privilege yeah. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. during COVID. I was very lucky to be working. Um, so we've kind of written down some discussion questions. I do want to ask this one. How many, because oh, I know you have more than me. <laughs> How many long-term friendships do you have? Yeah, I feel like I do have um, a, a lot of long-term friendships. Um, like, people who have been friends with since birth or since like primary school um either because yeah like I like our parents were friends uh, um or we've just met in primary school and did our whole primary school and high school together because and then also like normally our parents would be friends um yeah so like I definitely yeah I have a decent amount of long distance not long distance long-term friendships um but also they're, they're not just from like high school, like they're from yeah, high school, primary school, family, friends, like from birth, but all in varying levels of, you know, how strong those friendships are. Like some, it's like we see each other maybe once a year and when we do, it's just like nothing has ever changed. We haven't been apart, but like we don't talk unless we see each other in person, which is fine, like different types of friendships. But yeah, no, I, I really value my long-term friendships. Like I, yeah, I think I still really get a lot of value from those, so Mm, you're quite good friends with your cousins as well. Yes, because I have cousins who are all, all very similar age. So, yeah, very close to my cousins too, which um, I love. And, yeah, I was very lucky growing up to have that. So, mm. I wonder if – I'm trying to formulate a theory here. I wonder if – did you have a very, like, kind of social childhood, like lots of – Very, yes. Like we. Had, I like, didn't. Yeah, okay, because, like, yeah, my parents <laughs> had the whole – like, my mum had, like, two other mum friends and they would, like, swap – taking care of us kids like every day and like mm. my parents were very social beings like just knew freaking everyone in town so yes very very mm. social child childhood and growing up I wonder if that impacts how you are now like do you feel like you kind of want that community around like psychoanalyzing you <laughs> do you want that kind of community around you maybe that's why COVID felt a bit weird yeah definitely yeah I think so yeah it's not what you're used to for sure but then also like now when I go back home, it like feels it's so different. It's like I don't really know many people there anymore. Mm. Um, and then Melbourne feels different as well because like it's so much bigger. Like yeah, like, I find that so interesting, which is weird. Like because small town things, you know, I think it's like yeah. much easier to have a really like tight knit group of people because just everyone freaking knows everyone. Yeah, yeah. Because I grew up in Melbourne, I've never had the small town experience. I really like anonymity. I think is the word. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just such a douchebag when I was at school. Like, it's more to, like, I know Maddie listens. Shout out, Maddie. Like, she's got so much shit on me that I don't want <laughs> people to know. Like, how nerdy I was oh and, like, god. oh, my God, weird fan fictions I wrote. Yeah, like, which we know about those. Don't worry. We love no, you. No, you don't know the full oh, extent. Oh, okay. Maddie DM me. <laughs> <laughs> She'll enjoy that. Um, so I find that, like, I like – making I, I do make new friends as I get older 
I think as well, I'm a lot more confident than I used to be. That's good. I used to be very socially anxious, but then I sort of got out of that as I started working. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Since university, how have you made new friends? Mm, work? Yeah. Anything else? Oh, I like to think that I'm friendly with Tom's friends. Yeah. We don't really DM privately, though, but when we catch up, like, yeah. I like to think that I'm, well, how else? Work. Like, do you feel like you've made friends through your friends? Like, made friends with your friends' friends at all? Yeah, yeah. Who? I feel like that is a good way to make meet people. A lot of my friends are made through you, like Evie. Oh, true, yeah. I don't Shout know if Evie. Evie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. I I quite like meeting new people. Like, I I like going to parties where there's people I don't know so I can chat to them. And I think it is this thing I have of that you don't know how silly I used to be. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I like that. Because even with college, like, sometimes someone will make a comment about ways I used to act. Um, And it's kind of, like, so jarring to me now. And I'm like, oh, you you know that version that I was and I, like, don't like that I used to – you know, do silly drunk things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I like to have new – I do like to have new friends. Yeah. But I think I'm quite confident with talking to people. Um, a lot of me comes from, like, having a customer service background. Yeah. I think. I think that's so valuable. Yeah. I know. I actually made so many friends when I worked at the pub, not because I worked with them, because they were, like, regulars at the pub. Yeah. And, like, I actually consider myself friends with them. Like, we go out drinking together and, like, mm. I mean, that's to be fair, that's all we would do. Actually, <laughs> no, with one of the um, girls who I made friends with at the pub, we went to the Kath and Kim open house day together, and that was the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I like activity friends. I think we've talked about this before, like, not just drinking, mm. because you get a bit tired of that. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, I guess as well, like, do you feel like, obviously, well, well, I'm 25, you're about to be 25. Do you feel like we're getting to that stage where, like, we're either going to be making or losing friends because of the life stage we're at? Like, I feel like yeah. it's a really common thing. I don't know why I've been, like, thinking about this a lot, but not a lot, but, like, I feel like I've been hearing it on podcasts. People have been like, oh, like, these are my friends I made through my mother's group because they had kids and it's like making mm. friends with other people who are having the same experience as them. Yeah. I feel like that's a really pivotal moment of your life when you make like new friends is when you have a baby because like if you're not having babies at the same time as all the rest of your friends then you have to make new friends who are experiencing the same things as you. But like obviously with us and our friends we're not up to that stage yet. We're not that I'm aware of. Um, no. DM us if you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking. Um, but like I'm trying to think, like, what, like, the life stages at the moment. Like, oh, like, oh, like I think, like... For me, working was a huge one. Yeah, well, working, like, I, I think... Because, like, most of our friends work now, but, like, some of our friends still study, so that's a big difference. Some people are in relationships and some people aren't, and I think people oh, that's in a relationships is a massive one. That is a big one. Definitely. Like, there is that bit of a difference between your single friends and friends in relationships. Another one for me was working because I started working a bit earlier yeah. than you guys. I felt super like isolated almost because yeah. I like when you first start working it really drains your energy and you kind of don't know how to manage it. So I was too tired, like no one really understood what I did yeah. all day. They were kind of like 
oh, like, what do you earn per hour? And I was like, no, you idiot. It's not a salary. <laughs> yeah, but nobody really got that because they were, like, used to. All casual workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think anyone ever understands what anyone else does in their job all day. But I understand what you mean by, like, nobody understood, like, literally full-time work like, yeah. like, was. I'm, like, the boring one. Yeah. So I think I did lean on other people who sort of had the same experience, like, life stage as me. Mm. Like, people who are working. Now it's different because other people are working. I feel like we're almost out of that transitional period of, like, you know, like, half our friends studying still and half are working. And, like, most of our friends, I'd say, are working now. Like, there's still a few studying. So I wonder if they mm. feel that strongly. That, like... Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I found it hard because I had no interest in pursuing education. You're doing that thing, which I don't really understand. Yeah. I think it takes, like, a really strong friendship to kind of be in different life stages because I have I do have friends who were at different life stages yeah I think it takes a little bit more than yeah no definitely because I feel like you know with like going into that life stage well like well obviously this is like personal for me where like I'm going to be moving away mm-hmm. and so like making sure that I am like maintaining those friendships while I'm away I just think also like you know I think I do think that other people will like start moving away from like Melbourne for like either yeah. work or family or partners or whatever you know like or just because because um so I think it will be really interesting to like you know see how our friendships change in our late 20s because of things like that and Mm. I think that's probably like the next life stage that like our friends will be going through is like people moving away and things like that I don't think we're going to be up to like the baby stage anytime no um maybe like yeah not even I don't think we'll be up to the wedding stage anytime soon like so yeah I just like I think it, I, 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 but I think that's just the reality of friendships. Like, they just do ebb and flow. I feel like now we're talking about more about friendships rather than, like, how to make new friends. But um, I think it's just accepting that you're not going to have the same friends forever. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you know, you will move on from friends. Like, you know, your friendships will change in a way where you're no longer friends with people, but then you will fill that void probably with new friends. Um, but that's why I'm really, like, I'm really nervous about moving overseas is, like, I don't, we're not going to know anyone, so we have to make new friends, and it's like, how do you oh, meet? I love Australians. No, I know, I'm assuming so, but it's like, also, like, if I'm just still doing my business while I'm there, like, you know, there's no potential to make work friends, I think I will get another job that, like, is an in-person one, too, so that I have the opportunity to make friends, but I also assume there's, like, oh, like, I'm going to try get hobbies, like, so hopefully I'll be able to do, like, you know, social sports, like I do here mm-hmm. now, um, to make friends, um, hopefully, I should, I'm, I'm honestly going to, like, look for, like, Facebook groups, like, expats, like, Australian yeah. expats, like, not that I obviously just want to, like, go to season eight friends with Australians, but I feel like that would be, like, a quite, like, if you're feeling, like, homesick when you move overseas, that, like, is a good way to help combat that. But, yeah, obviously, that's, like, the next thing I'm quite worried about is, like, moving overseas and trying to make new friends overseas. Like, I think, mm. you know, I, I don't know how hard or easy that's going to be, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I've done, like, Facebook like Facebook chats with people sort of through groups and stuff. I've never met anyone. Yeah. Like what? Like what kind of Facebook groups? Oh, I was in like a Melbourne chat and then I decided I didn't want to go. I don't know. I was in like a fitness group chat thing. I don't know. I kind of liked it. But that was at a time when I was like quite lonely post breakup again. Yeah. Um, And I just wanted to make new friends because I – 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friends. No, that's fair. Um, no, I feel like online can be really helpful. Like, yeah, I, I mentioned it before, but like, I'm part of this women's business network. Um, and then it's like, is an in person version, but like, they're based in Brisbane. So it's mm. like, obviously, not an option for me. But that online thing is actually like, I've actually really liked it because like, there's a WhatsApp like chat that you can like ask business questions or you can even just put personal stuff in there. Um, and then we have like, you know, co working days once a month or something. Um, and I don't know, I really like it. Like, I don't feel like I'm person, like, particularly friends with them, but it's lovely to have that connection with, like, women who are doing, like, similar stuff to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that is that is good. Yeah, especially with working, I find it's you can kind of find, like, mentor. I mean, is a mentor or a friend? I guess so. Because that's some other, like, friendships I've made through work have been, like, women I consider, like, mentors, like, mm. used to manage me. Yeah. But then I don't know if they're friends because it feels like a – not like it's not they're, when they're on the same life stage as me, yeah. but we talk, we get on really well, but they're also like give me advice, yeah, and help me work through shit. Yeah, um, I don't really know how much I help them, probably <laughs> not at all. But well, you help them like build their skills in like leadership and yeah, mentorship, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, those are some of my really relationships I really value is yeah, older women I sort of mm. get through work, um. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so the old managers I've really got on with. I love it. Alright, yeah. so... Yeah, I don't know if we've, like... Well, I feel like we've gone on definitely a bit of change here just kind of about friendships. I'm not sure if we've really, like, spoken much about how, like, make friends. I feel like some... Yeah, we have, like, a few wrecks in terms of, like, how to make friends in your 20s. Um, yeah, Rach, you got, you got some... Give us, give us some recommendations. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> I... I was trying to think of how I've made new friends. I, yeah, I think, like, for starters, just be, you do have to put effort in. Like, if you're at a party, just go up to people and talk to Mm. them. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I think at this stage, like, you just put in effort to, like, make friends. Yeah, but more than you think. Definitely. Yeah. People aren't going to come up to you in the wild. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like other things are, like, yeah, joining, like, some sort of sport is good. I have currently been looking at, like, different hobbies that I could join that could be, like, things that I can make friends. So I'm doing this, like, radio announcer thing through, like, this student radio station. So oh. maybe I can make some new friends through that. That's, like, a new thing I'm doing. What? So which uni? RIT. Sydney oh. Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's something that I am doing at the moment to see, you know, if I can, like, meet mm. some new people because it's, um, like, I've... I've Try like been trying out a few new hobbies recently, but there haven't been things where it's been like in person meeting people. So mm. this is kind of the first one. So I don't know, that kind of was something in mind. I'd be like, oh, it'd be really nice to meet new friends that way. I think saying yes to things is a big one as well. Like if someone invites you to a party and there's no one you know, just like go. You never know what happen, what's going to happen. If someone invites you to some like weird dance class, like just go. Like the worst that happens is that you have a shit time and you have a story to tell. You know, like, that's a good thing. You may as well say yes to everything because at least you have a story. So true. I agree. And the best thing is you're making a friend. I know. Um, like, I do enjoy having friends in different groups. Mm. Like, I have some very good friends who are not in my sort of main social group. Friends with different values as well. I think this is a bit of a contentious one. Like, I do have friends who are more conservative than me. Yeah, fair. And I think that's quite, like... Oh, I think it's good to be friends with people who don't just... Agree agree with exactly what you were you, you yeah I used to not think as I think I used to think that everyone should have the same beliefs as me yeah and now I disagree with that I actually think it's good to have oh, like yeah. 
you can have like a solid friendship even if they don't share they don't vote for the same political party yeah. unless or, they're like a straight up racist or sexist then you know yeah it's not like <laughs> a human right but if they might yeah have different political views or different yeah. views like about, i'm friends with later supporters <laughs> okay, not what I meant. No, I'm, joking, I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm not friends with Labour supporters. Um, yeah, or like people who just have different, like people live in the country, people who um, are from different like cultural backgrounds. Like I get so much out of those relationships. Yeah. Like I, if I was just friends with everyone who had my experience like yeah that would be the liberal party Mm. right like I went to a private school like I was quite well off like that's not giving me much context for the wider world if I was only friends with people the same as me especially in my circumstances so I do try and yeah make relationships I don't know if that's new friends with relationships I don't know just just be open to different things yeah 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 no I think Good conclusion to all this is that yes, it's really hard to make friends in your twenties. Fuck, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so tired. I know. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, I feel like the conclusion is it is, is really hard to make friends in your twenties. You can do it. Um, I feel like, yeah. Spark the, notes the, is like through work, through hobbies, through other friends. Yeah. I think the crux of it is that it's not incidental anymore. No, you've gone through your whole life having incidental friendships where. Yes. Jessica sits next to you in class, therefore she is your friend. Yes. Just because you might be sitting next to someone at work who is the biggest douchebag of all time. Okay, go find someone else then. Or you might be sitting next to your manager. Don't You probably aren't going to be best friends with your manager. No. At least not while they manage you. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. It just takes more effort once you're, like, past that uni stage, I think. so. Yeah, and having a shared – something shared really helps, which is why, like, joining a sport or – Maybe, like, do people do, like, local theatre? Is it, like, a thing? Yeah, I think so. I really want to get into it, to be honest, but I just haven't. No. But what do you mean, <laughs> no? You meet some weirdos. Yeah, exactly. No, like, real. You have to be open to making friends with people, different type people with different people to meet. <laughs> that was no words. <laughs> no, be friends with normal people. Um. No. Oh, I've got one. Bouldering. That's really fun. <laughs> no, Rachel. I mean... <laughs> We're gonna yuck anyone's yum, but what's wrong with bouldering? You climb the wall. I went bouldering once. So did I, Rachel. People with boulders. People with hobbies are a bit weird, <laughs> but I'm kind of jealous of them because I just sit and do nothing with myself and spiral into into well, exercise. Okay. Um, maybe get a dog. That could what? be something. The dog can be a friend. <laughs> so you like go to the dog yeah, park? Sure. Can people talk to you? Dog dates. I don't know. Maybe just be content with having less friends. Yeah. Anyway, this is really chaotic and don't like weird. <laughs> weird differing uh, recommendations. Yeah, I can't talk. Um, okay, <laughs> I think we're going to wrap up here because we're losing it. Um, but, you know, that's that's our suggestions. <laughs> if we said anything to offend you, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I do like you all. We do like you all. Genuinely, everyone on my close friends list I like. Well, yeah, if I didn't like you, you wouldn't be yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. And we only share this with our close friends list on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's such a privilege for you to be liked by me. <laughs> oh, okay. that's how – I think I'm a bad friend because I'm grumpy. I don't know. Anyway. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
sorry people, we're just going to wrap this up. We're just going to quickly give you some recommendations to distract you from your quarter life crisis. Um, Rachel, what do you got? I want to recommend Succession. <laughs> Okay, spoiler-free recommendation, please, because I've only, I'm still not, I haven't finished season one. <laughs> Has anyone heard of Succession? <laughs> it's a pretty niche show, you might not have heard of it. Have <laughs> heard of Succession? No, the last episode was so well written. It was, it was, <laughs> it was really funny. There was a really funny scene where there's like a, like 50 people on a Zoom call and then there's cousin. Have you seen it? I'm watching season one. I'm okay, so cousin seen, Greg. Yeah, cousin Greg. Love cousin Greg. He's Greg on this Zoom call with like 50 people and then he's reading off his speech and he just makes them all redundant at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's like reading off this he's like oh you know the company is making severe cu- like profit cuts therefore you are all being made redundant thank you it's it's so funny I, I so it was really clever okay I'm excited to watch it I've always been to season one and I'm like determined to watch it because everyone says it's so good it's so good I even listened to the podcast about it oh my god yes with um the love of my life Matthew McFadden whatever his name is so he plays Tom. Oh my god, I love him. Because he is in Bride and Pride. Pride. Yes. <laughs> Not the Bollywood version. No, Pride and Pride Prejudice. Prejudice, yes. He's, he's a so favorite character. I love him so far. He, oh, he's such a good actor. He is. I don't know how someone could do those two roles. I know. As an interview with so him. So different, but I love it. Um, my second rec is a book. Um, it's the fifth book in a series, and I decided not to read the other books. So it's the it's That's all chaotic, it's I love it. all over TikTok the um court of the court of thrones and roses. It's like a oh, fantasy. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hated the main character so much. Is it so, I don't know. I just I can't stand like when the main character is like perfect little mm. like she's just so perfect yeah. and yeah she just had no flaws. Yeah. She was perfect. I was like, whoa. Annoying. Um. <laughs> She has this sister who's a complete bitch. The fifth book is written from the perspective of the sister who's a complete bitch. Yeah. And she's just so much more relatable. Okay. She's, like, angry. She drinks a lot. And it's, like, she that goes through, obviously, her character development. But I'm really liking it. So you don't have to have read the other four books to understand it? I read the first book. I just Googled summaries. Anyway, okay. the book is called A Court of Silver Flames. Um, it's got some real good... Sex scenes in it. That's someone <laughs> smart. Okay, I love it. Really <laughs> smart in it. Okay, great recommendations, Rachel. A TV show no one's ever heard of. It's some smart. Honestly, I actually love it though. <laughs> I'm actually gonna go and watch Succession after this. So yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, and maybe I'll read that book. I'll see. Yeah, I have a big. I, I'm currently rereading The Hunger Games, so I'm. A bit That's what I did. Yeah, I know. I'm only reading Catching Fire though. Oh. But then I've gotten into this other book, so I've stopped reading it. But I need to get back into it. Good. Um, okay, my recs. Once again, I'm just coming with a lot of recs. Um, and also some kind of rogue ones this week. I've got an article for you to read. Very, um, like, shameless-esque. Wow. me. <laughs> um, but no, I. it's an article about what to say when people get bad news. Um, I feel like Ooh. it's been something I've been talking about recently just because of, yeah, some stuff that's been happening in my, in my sphere. Um, but, like, how to react when someone gets bad news. Like, I feel like... It's so hard to know what to say. And this article was just, like, really good in, like, kind of being, like, talking about, like, you know, what you should do and what you should say. And 
Yeah. Those kind of things. So I really like that. Um, and I've already applied it in my real life, unfortunately. Um, obviously, you know, I don't know if anyone else uses Substack, but I'm getting really into Substack. So I get like, they send like through like a list of like five articles to read this week. Oh. This is one of them. Um, and it couldn't have come at more apt time just because of the things that are going on. So, but I think it was really good. And yeah, I've already had to use it in real life. So I thought it was just really good advice. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> um, another one, I've got a podcast episode for you. I have recommended this podcast before on this, on this podcast. God, it's so meta. Um, the Land of the Giants podcast. But a specific episode I listened to was How Apple Got Its Groove Back. So Land of the Giants, I've spoken about it before. It's like got mini series within the podcast. So it like has a series on like meta and Facebook and a series on dating apps and a series on Apple. So this is one of the episodes in that. Anyway, it's just a really good episode about like how Apple kind of like started and how it became so enormously popular and how it like took off and all that stuff. So I'm really enjoying that. All right. So I have another podcast episode to recommend. Um, it is an episode of the daily find it where you find your podcast. Um, it is the episode, How Streaming Hurt Hollywood Writers. So there is a writer's strike in America right now. So all like TV and movie writers are striking, um, which happened in 2007 to 2008, really impacted a lot of TV shows and movies. So a lot of TV shows and movies that came out around then either were shit or cut short or just never happened. Um, so it's an episode uh, explaining the writer's strikes and like the significance of it and how it's going to impact TV, how it has impacted TV, all that kind of stuff. So would really recommend that. Okay, then one last recommendation, and this one's pure trash, and I freaking, this is my best recommendation. Watch Vanderpump Rules. If you don't already, just start from like season 10, honestly. Don't, uh. Even season 9, because they're the only two that are on binge. I started from season 10 and then loved it so much, but I'm back to season 9. I think, no, season 10 is currently coming out, so it's, like, weekly coming out, but... Wait, so you can start from the new season? I did, because this whole drama happened, and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. It's, like, the biggest Mm. reality show drama ever. It's, like, basically one of the couples on the show, together for, like, nine years. The chick in the relationship, it's a man and a woman in a relationship, the chick in the relationship, one of her best friends, turns out was having, like, a seven-month affair with her partner. And it's, like, how someone explained it, it was, like, if Rachel and Chandler had an affair, like, when Rachel and Chandler and Monica were dating. It's, like, that. Anyway, such, makes for such good TV, and season 10 has been slowly coming out, and this news came out after, like, a few episodes of the season had dropped, and they, was the season was supposed to end differently. This happened. They got the cameras back out again, extended the season, and then there's going to be a three-part reunion, like, a one-hour episode every week for three weeks with all of this going down in, like, real life of, like, the fallout from it, and... Mm. Just make it's such good reality TV. It's basically just a bunch of rich people who live in Hollywood that don't. I don't really know what they do for work. To be honest, they all like have businesses or something. Don't they work at Lisa Vanderpump's cafe? No, so they did. That's like when this like the series initially started was because they all worked at the yeah. It's a it's a spin off of not a spin off of what's Lisa Vanderpump in again? Ah, uh, Real Housewives. Real Housewives. So yeah, one of the Real Housewives. This is her own TV show with her workers. It's her cafe, which is a restaurant. What's restaurant. It called, Sir? Sir, yeah. yeah. S-U-R. Like, they all used to work there, but now they do different things. Anyway, it's just great trash TV. Just, like, honestly, start from season 9 or season 10. I haven't even watched any other seasons. Mm-hmm. But it's all about to go down. And, like, if you just want trash TV, just freaking watch it. It's amazing. I love it. Nothing will top season 1 of 2, 1 and 2 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, maybe I should watch that then. It was... Oh. Because I just love my reality TV. That is next level okay, real life drama. Because there's no like reality shows like actively out right now and I need my fix. So I'm going to do that next. That's great. Because this, this is only coming out once a week, one episode. It's not enough. Oh, the Inject reality TV into my veins, like honestly. All right. Well, thanks for listening, friendos. Yeah, sorry if this is a bit chaotic and all over the place. We're a bit tired. It's a Sunday night. But um, 
We hope you enjoyed and we will be back in your ears again in a fortnight. Um, please let us know if you have any topics because we're kind of running a bit dry. <laughs> yeah, what do you want us to talk about? Yeah, sex? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about it. I'll do okay. a solo episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>